Right, we're at round four of the Cornermen. My name's Kishan. And my name's Hussein. And we are the podcast by boxing fans for boxing fans. Aren't we, Hollywood Hussein? We just we just love boxing. We need to um, we need to get the uh, intro music sorted. When's DJ Hus going to put something together? These ding dings aren't really they're a bit amateur, aren't they? <laughs> Christmas, Christmas time. Don't worry, we've got a bit more free time. We'll get the some, owner of whoever owns the copyrights to the bell sounds probably going to come out our doorstep and be like, "I want my royalties." <laughs> Mate, just just wait until you see what I got planned for our actual intro music. Copyright suing is going to happen. We should get um, Michael Buffer. Did you see a uh, virtual Michael Buffer? Or was that Bruce? Which one's Michael? Michael's the let's get ready to rumble, that guy. <laughs> Did you see a virtual one of him on... Uh... Did you not watch a fight? Yeah, I did watch the fight, but I, I, skipped the, um, I skipped the announcers bit. Did you skip the entrances as well then? You missed yeah, Canelo's entrances. entrance. What is wrong with Mate, you? All man? I care about is the action. I don't care Bro, about the entrances. The entrance was a spectacle, man. Man came out in oh, a concert. There happened? was flames. There was like Mexican dancers. Bruv, he like credited Eddie Hearn for such a magnificent entrance that he sorted out for it. What's wrong with you, man? Yeah, I should have watched it. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't really watch it to be honest. I just literally, I got um, I got up. I didn't watch it live. I went for. I loaded up the zone, and then just went straight to skip straight to the fight. So you didn't even watch it live. No, I didn't watch it live. I'm not. <laughs> your, your, your credibility's going down the drain, bro. <laughs> What's going I'm on? I'm older than you. I'm older than you. I need my beauty sleep. You know, four well, four four a.m. fights. I just can't do them anymore. Yeah, but come on, bro. This is one of the biggest fights ever. You even said it yourself, and you don't even watch it live. That's that's disappointing. Look, when it comes to the British boxers, <laughs> I'll back the ten p.m. But I, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't work on Hollywood time. This body is not made for Hollywood time. We need to come up with a nickname for you, bro. What's the opposite <laughs> of Hollywood. <laughs> Bollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Bollywood Kish. <laughs> right. Um... Let's get into it then. Let's start with uh, Canelo and um, Smith. So let's fight. just say my prediction was my prediction was right. I got this week. Oh, I said Canelo. Lucky, my, I said my heart said TKO Callum Smith. <laughs> that was nowhere near correct. <laughs> but my head was right with a points decision for Canelo. See, you know how you got messed up with AJ Pulev when it should have gone over? The, the rope saved Smith, I think, in the late rounds. I think you would have got knocked down, but do you remember when he yeah. fell onto the ropes? Bruv, he well, fell onto he... them ropes hard. You, 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 I don't you know if he fell down. onto the ropes. He was using the ropes a lot to sort of... I mean, he was backing himself up onto the ropes a lot nah, nah, nah. for some reason. Watch, watch. I think it was round nine. There's a he- heavy shot where his knees go and he like properly... The ropes kept him alive. But if the ropes Legally, that has to be down. considered a standing eight count, doesn't it? Does indeed, right? Fine, I'll give you this one. You won this week. Well done. <laughs> so, what did you? Uh, what did you? In in general, what did you make of the fight? Uh, it kind of went exactly how I thought it was going to go. Canelo just unbelievable. Boxing Twitter came out and appreciated him again. I thought it was amazing. It was, it was a pinch perfect, uh, inch perfect. Sorry, pinch perfect, inch perfect performance from Canelo. Yeah, I think we are in what we witnessed 
on Saturday was like the pound for pound king, the one of the greats of our generation, putting on probably one of his greatest performances in recent fights. Um, I was talking about in the previous podcast, I was talking about how he was losing rounds to Kovalev or not not quite def- definitively winning the rounds. There was I I know some of the judges put gave Smith a couple of rounds, but I didn't give a single round to Smith. I think the first round one. I drew. That's harsh I, on your on your. British I didn't even give him harsh. one. I know, really? I know. Yeah, I expected more from him, but this was just it was it was an inch perfect performance by Canelo. It was amazing, masterclass. I gave uh, I gave Smith two rounds. One of them kind of questionable, but I gave him two. But yeah, it was. It was easy to see why Canelo would get all 12, to be honest. I think he started extremely well. Um, We didn't see any of the distance that Smith was meant to capitalise on, which was a bit surprising. But that's what Canelo does to you, isn't it? He gets you too scared to throw anything at him, ever. Yeah, he... he, um, There's something... Like you know, with with Floyd Mayweather, when he dodges a punch or when he slips a punch, he'll counter and he'll dance around the fighter. But what Canelo does is he'll just shift his head slightly, just like change direction slightly, and then but continue walking forwards. It must be like it must be proper scary. Like if you're if you're up against that, right? Because he's uh, he's not a counter, as in he is a counter puncher, but he's not the type of guy to land a single shot and then dance around the ring. He's going to keep coming yeah. towards you, and that's and he completely demoralised um, Smith, I reckon. Shall we go through the rounds? Have you got notes on your rounds? I have got notes on my rounds. Yeah. So I've got the first round. I think uh, Smith tried to be the aggressor, but it didn't work because as soon as Canelo turned it around and walked him down. He became the dictator of the fight, and that was from round one, completely. And then from then on, Smith didn't dominate any of the fight at all. I thought in round four, the the fight really kicked off. I think you, you saw Canelo feeling him out, but then from round four, that's when Canelo started to hit and hit hard, and you felt those shots. They were just jab, jab, bang. It was beautiful. Yeah, I had him... So the opening few rounds, I had... Canelo was creating openings and it felt like um, what would have been his biggest asset, Smith's biggest asset, the um, the jab, it just wasn't there. He wasn't assertive with it. He felt like... It looked like he was trying to pull back with it or he wasn't landing... He wasn't assertive with it. And Canelo was just like, well, I'll, just gonna, I'll, I'll take these all day long. He'll either dodge yeah, them exactly. or t- just take them. And he started to, what I noticed in the opening few rounds is Canelo was landing lead left hooks. So yeah. he was just kind of like, he had no respect for him. He literally had no, and that became more evident later on in the fight. So that was, um, I've got that down as a very interesting tactic. Like he, he didn't even jab. He just, like you said, led with the hook and used that to close the distance. I've never seen that before. Like he was, yeah. if you saw the range, he was a bit out of range, used the hook. And as he was hooking, he moved in. He almost used a hook as a jab to close the distance. It was, it was crazy. Yeah, he'd jump in and then he'd force him to the ropes with that hook, and then he'd get on the inside. We saw some nice, sweet uppercuts um, yep. towards the middle of the rounds. Um, and, but I just found what, like, I think I've got five go all the way to seven. Was all Canelo? I think Smith got into it round seven a bit. He started throwing a bit. 
And then after that, Canelo really turned it on. Even the last few rounds where he wasn't even sitting in his corner, he was ready. He wanted he wanted to finish him. And credit to Smith, he, he's got a chin, he's got heart. But my God, he took a lot of shots. And a lot of like textbook clean shots. They weren't like yeah. side of the glove or whatever, straight into his head. Yeah, he took some big shots. Like he was taking body shots, head shots, every kind of you know hooks, uppercuts, um, and even though some of them were landing through the the on the arms and through the guard, I mean a lot of them were clean, but it wears you down, doesn't it? Especially with the strength and power that Canelo possesses. Um, yeah, post match, um, I can't remember who it was. I think they said that Canelo was targeting uh, Smith's left arm because that's where the counterpunch would come from. And by the end of it, I think the bicep was off it, basically. Yeah, I heard that he, he there was a bicep injury or it was torn or something. I don't know whether that was through the fight it occurred or before the fight. But apparently, Eddie Holm, I saw, saw afterwards, said that he um, the arm had ballooned up in the changing room and basically it's going to require surgery. I yeah. mean, if it was throughout the fight, then that just shows you the the amount of power that Canelo has in that yeah. in those in those hands of stone of his trucks in his hands, bro. So yeah, so Canelo hooked, jab, closer distance. Um, one thing I mentioned about fighting a taller fighter is you got to get your get the other guy out of his safe zone. I think he fainted a lot, and he made Smith like squat and move around, and and while he was doing those movements, Canelo like pincered in with those jabs beautifully. So. Like he got him off his balance, got him out of his safety zone. Beautiful, beautiful technique. Um, I didn't think Canelo was going to jab as much, and he was getting through with the jab. I didn't expect that at all. His his jab was like he was jabbing upwards, but he was getting them clean. I didn't expect that. Against a taller fighter with a longer reach, he out jabbed Smith. I thought that was amazing. Like you'd think that either Smith would use that jab to keep him, to tame him, keep him at bay, keep him in the centre, avoid getting him backed up onto the ropes. But it was the other way around. It was Canelo that was jabbing his way in and pushing him towards the ropes. Um, yeah, he's not quite One Mike Tyson in his with his with his height, but it was Tyson-like in the way that he bullied him. Yeah. Um, but one thing I was impressed with with Smith was I, I didn't expect him to be so good on the inside. Um, and I think he left it a little bit late. But in some of the later rounds, he was he was throwing back. When he went inside and went toe-to-toe with Canelo, there were some really good combos coming out. Um, and I guess when you're fighting Canelo, he, he'll dodge everything in it. He's basically Neo. But against other fighters, I think Smith would do really well on the inside if he if he throws more. Yeah, I know he did that impress as well. Yeah, like rounds eight, seven to eight, I had I've written down um, good combinations from Smith. I think there was a, a few good combinations, and I think around that time he realised he's lost pretty much every round before that, maybe yeah. one or two rounds, or maybe at that point probably just one. Um, now he needs to sort of step it up a little bit, and that's where I saw. I think we saw him throw some good combinations on the inside, um, but again. It was must have been so demoralising because there was those were the times when Canelo got really into the fight and he was slipping, sliding, dodging the punches. There's some really good videos of him dodging like a three, four punch combo from from Smith and then just walking him into the ropes and then unleashing that uppercut and and hooks to the body. Mayweather esque watching him miss those slip those punches, man. 
But he's, he's underrated in that sense because Mayweather made it obvious that he slipped and come back with a single counter and then, you know, dance around the ring. Whereas Canelo does it slightly differently. It's not as obvious. It's not as showman-like. Right? He'll just slight, like, kind of move his head a little bit, angle a little bit and then walk through. Um, it's really underrated. It was just, yeah, it's great to watch. Defensive, defensive masterclass. I think, um, I think on that point, I think Smith got his game plan a bit wrong. I feel like... Everyone spoke about him using his distance. Maybe that was the game plan to try and use the distance to try and get behind the jab. But I think he should have thrown a lot more. I think he was really too inactive in the first six or seven rounds. But if he was to do it again, he'd probably be a bit more active, I think. Throw a bit more, get a bit closer rather than rely on his height and his distance, which Canelo just ate up. Yeah, he did unexpectedly. I think you're right. Um yeah, I think he's a good fighter. I mean, he can probably, um, he can mix it up. He's got the height to be on the outside. He still did show some promise of being good on the inside. Maybe the arm prevented him from really unleashing, but I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, I think um, I think in terms of what he'd need to do deploy to defeat Canelo... I think really the only thing you can look at is Floyd May- the loss to Floyd Mayweather. I think he needs someone with quick feet. He need you know to defeat Canelo. You need quick feet. You need to be able to move around the ring quickly, counter punch, and kind of treat him like a bull and be a matador in that sense. Kind of like uh, you have to have you have to be more intelligent than him, which is going to be difficult because he's got great ring IQ. But um, yeah, I don't think Smith had any of that to be honest. No, and I think. Shall we move on to what next for Canelo? I think Billy Joe Saunders, he's got quick hands and quick feet. So that would make for an interesting fight, potentially. I guess Ahmed Khan had a quick hands and quick feet, but he's glass chin. Glass chin, and I don't think he's as smart as Canelo either. Um, yeah, Billy Joe Saunders does. I think he shows that he has those qualities. But the problem with Smith, uh, Canelo, um, Billy Joe Saunders is that he's not as active and he's only had like two or three showcase appearances and he doesn't have that experience that Canelo does. So that's my only doubt for, for Billy Joe Saunders. But he has the attributes, just whether yeah. he can deploy them to beat Canelo or not. I don't. I, I honestly don't think he does, but yeah, he's the, he's the I think best he, bet. He might, he might go after him because of the belt, though. Um, I think listening to Canelo's post-match interview as well, it was, it was a little bit of a different Canelo. I think like the shackles were off a bit from Golden Boy, it felt like. And, and it feels like he wants to go after legacy. He wants to go after belts now. And he's just after the serious fight. So I think Saunders might be very realistic just because he's got a belt. Well, there's loads of options, isn't there? He could go for the trilogy fight with Golovkin, which fans are a little bit like 50-50 on, whether people will actually want to see that again or not. Um, there's also unifying the division. So he's got two of them now. He needs the one, the other one from Billy Joe Saunders and Caleb Plant. Or he, I don't know, goes up a weight, goes down a weight, you know, maybe goes down and meets Crawford and the likes if they were to come up. Who knows? But there's options there. I, I would personally like to see him, from a legacy standpoint, maybe unify the division, become the super middleweight undisputed king, and then have a trilogy fight with Golovkin. Uh, I agree with your first point. I think I do want to see him unify the division. Um, The Triple G fight doesn't appeal to me anymore. I think he won the second one. And Triple G, I think, is ageing a bit. 
I just think at 168, Canelo will just destroy him. Um, I know the fans want it, but I think for boxing, we don't need to see that anymore. Um, I do want to see the Saunders fight. I think that would be really good. Um, I do want to see him fight Spence or Crawford, to be honest. That's that's my dream, dream matchup because that's a triangle of boxing IQ right there. Yeah, it's just the the weight's going to be the the issue there, isn't it? It's like who can perform better at those weights, and they'll always if they did fight, if he went down or they came up, there'll always be that mark of well, he he was out of his weight range and it wasn't his natural weight, whatever. So yeah, it would be it would be good to see, but purely in terms of his legacy, like just because he's you know nothing's going to taint his career now unless um, yeah. He, he does something really stupid. But yeah, unifying that division is probably probably the ultimate goal. What, one thing I don't want to see, I don't want to see him back at light heavyweight again, to be honest. I think there are some absolute bears in that division. Um, and I think 168 in and around this kind of weight is where he's best. That's where you see him slipping, sliding, moving quite freely. I don't really want to see him go to light heavyweight again. I don't don't think we need that. Well, there's a <laughs> there's a reason he fought Kovalev and not Baturbiev because yeah, Baturbiev is that, a, is that a guy beast. is a rocky rocky villain if I've ever seen one. Bro, it's so <laughs> yeah. scary. Yeah, there's a reason why he took took the Kovalev fight instead. Um, yeah. So yeah, I probably didn't want to go and see him go up that that yeah go up to back up to light heavyweight. I think the opportunity was there with Kovalev, so he just took it, and then yeah. he never really meant to stay there. He does. He does spar with heavyweights, though. What guy? Man? Yeah, what? I mean, one of your, I think, some one of our fans, somebody that we know who listens to the podcast, did raise the point that he is one of the most protected fighters in the world <laughs> in, in the sport of boxing, and we can't forget that there is a taint on his career with that whole um, clenbuterol. I think it was the subs the the, 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 the banned substance that was in his, in meat, his meat, or he claimed it was, in, it was in his meat. Yeah. yeah. So people have you have to remember that he has he isn't he hasn't he isn't clean. There has been some, you know, uh, black marks on his career. So, yeah, but yeah. everyone's forgotten it though. Let's be honest. <laughs> everyone, everyone knows him as the best. He's our pound for pound king. He's gonna go down as one of the best, probably the second best Mexican ever. He's just great in all aspects of it. He's an unbelievable fighter. Well, and drugs in boxing is probably the. Yeah, I mean, dr- drugs in boxing is probably the uh, topic for another conversation. But yeah, yeah, drugs in general, mate. <laughs> um, so, what about Smith? What's next for him? That was that must be a pretty, um, pretty difficult thing to come back from. I uh, I think Smith should go up. I think um, he's got the height. He's usually he likes. He's come out and said he likes being heavier. I think he should go up a weight. I think he'd be better. In higher weights, I don't think he's got the slickness and movement of one six eight or lower. I think he should go up. What do you think? Well, I think he was originally when he when he um was planning on on fighting in the London twenty twelve Olympics, he was a light heavyweight then. So I think light heavyweight is his natural weight, and I think that's where he was intending to fight. Um, maybe he came down because the division was a bit more glamorous and a bit lower down. But yeah, I think. For him, probably light heavyweight is probably going to be better. There's fights out there. There's Boatsy, there's Yard, there's um, obviously the Baturbiev's and Kovalev if he's still around. So there's still fights in there. Whether he can mix it with them and and um, 
yeah, be the best in that division. Again, I'm not sure now, given what, given what he's, I saw. He's but... got skill, though. Like, I was genuinely impressed with some of the bit, things that he did. And plus his chin was unbelievable. But I think he's he's got good skill to to cement himself as a light heavyweight. Um, knock out all the Brits, get them all out of the way, and then have a big European fight with the Rocky villain, I think. That would be... That'd be a good way to move his career, I reckon. If his bicep yeah. ever recovers, mate, that that was hanging off. It looked. I didn't it, see it. it. Was grim. it? I didn't really notice it in the fight. I didn't. I don't know if there's pictures of it afterwards, but was it uh, clear it, in the it, fight? Yeah, like it looked like his bicep moved and it was like hanging off the bone a little bit. It looked. It looked horrible. And in the twelfth, Canelo hit it, and he was like, "That's sore, isn't it? That's sore." And then uh, Smith nodded his head. It was a nice little exchange. Oh, is that what that was about? Mean, I noticed that. Yeah. I thought that was a bit of like, yeah, I was wondering what they what they were discussing in the ring. Nah, I'm going to watch Canelo, that back now. Canelo, Canelo targeted it. Great. Yeah, it's good IQ. Yeah. Well, I don't think we're going to see a better performance from from Canelo, you know, in 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 a, in a while because that was yeah, that was pretty uh, pretty yeah, special. It was textbook. And like I said, I think it's great to see Canelo without Golden Boy. I think he's going to dictate who he fights. Um, and it's all about legacy for him. But he just gets better and better. I think he's 30 years old now. I think he's at his prime now. He's got everything. Uh, it's I, weird. I heard some he's... stupid, stupid tweeters say that, oh, he should fight Mayweather now because he'd beat him. Like, that's complete bollocks. Um, I think it shows you how good Floyd Mayweather was, or Floyd Mayflower was to, to beat <laughs> him the way he did. Um, but yeah, we're seeing the best. We're seeing the best. We're seeing the pound for pound king. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I wouldn't want to see him fight Mayflower now. That's stupid. That's a ridiculous fight. I mean, he's again. Although, like, although like one Nelson. thing, one thing I will say, I think he also drew against Lara. That was he, he didn't beat Lara. I think he drew against him, and that shows faster fighter with quick hands and quick feet. It's the only way you can challenge him, I reckon. Yeah, it is the only way. Like you've got to be. He's not. Um, He's not the quickest on his feet. He's just really smart, and he knows uh, what angles to take, and he can he can anticipate punches and tells, etc. But if you're quicker than him, quicker on your feet, and you're as smart as him, you have a chance. But there's, that's the rare breed of boxer that only comes around once in a while. That's what Eubanks meant to be, right? But he's it's just he's he's another one, gas in the camp. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so um, there was one other fight on a Friday night, which was uh, Triple G Sarah Meta. Did yeah. you did you watch that? Did you? Oh, you did, you did watch it, didn't you? I did watch it. I was very pleased with the zone. Like I actually signed up to it. I didn't stream it. The the, the zone service is brilliant. I hope there's a lot more fights on it. One ninety nine for both of those fights. We paid one pound each for those fights. That's unreal. Yeah, you know that's a that's a little. Bit of, that's a bit of a taste, so they're probably going to increase yeah, that next year. Yeah, um, it was on at like one o'clock, on a two o'clock. So, did you watch that live or did you fall asleep again, mate? Twelve o'clock. Anything beyond that <laughs> is uh, <laughs> I'm going to need what the about, Red Bull. What about when we get free tickets to like Vegas to do some journalism? That's different, like or... you know. That's different. Yeah, I might have to. Well, I might not come then. Actually, <laughs> I should let you go. <laughs> I'll record it for you, and you know, we'll talk about it the morning <laughs> after. Um, yeah, Triple G, he, he did exactly what I thought he was going to do. He's bloody scary when he walks you around, um, walks you down, sorry. His jabs are like power punches. 
It's scary. It's absolutely scary. Well, that's the punch that knocked him out, wasn't it? The jab. It was like a was it a double jab or like yeah, it was a jab that floored him. Um, it was like a rod, great, cannon great, rod. Great combos as well. Um, like a few four or five combos, which were good to see. Uh, I think at one point he almost felt sorry for the fella, and he didn't finish him. Uh, like it just felt like he could finish him with one big bang, but he was like, no, I'll just gently wire tire him out, basically. I don't know. What were yeah, your thoughts he, on it? He was harder, better, faster, stronger, quicker, everything, right? He was just... It, it, the guy was out of his depth. I don't know where they find these guys. He, This guy was a mandatory, so he is considered yeah. the next best fighter for the IBF titles. Like, where, where have you got this guy from? Um, no one's heard of him. He's only been at the European level. You can tell how much politics and money probably plays a part it's in this sport. What's but... wrong with the uh, the alphabet belts and all that, right? Like, uh, it's the way UFC is uh, winning. I think one division, one clear ranking, just just works. Um, there yeah. were some commentators who were saying that Triple G did look a bit tired in the last two rounds. Like he was breathing a lot harder. His he looked a lot more tired in the corners, and that was a potential sign of his age. Yeah, I mean, he's still... In in the rounds, he didn't really show much age, but um, I think an older Triple G would have would have got him out there sooner. Um, maybe whether he just wanted the rounds and he let it prolong, or whether it was his age that meant that he couldn't empty the tank as, as quickly and as, as much as he'd like to. I don't know, but... Definitely, I think a, a younger Triple G would have got him out sooner. So maybe there is some signs of him getting a little bit older. Um, well, he's 38 yeah, at the end that, of the day. And that's why I don't really... I'm, like, the Canelo fight doesn't interest me because um, that was basically Triple G against a glorified punching bag. Trip, Canelo, would, I think, would destroy him now. I think we'd see a TKO finish. Yeah, that's why it doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, uh, yeah. I mean, by the time they do fight, he's likely to be 39. If he goes on and does a few other things before the trilogy fight, it'll be 40. So if it ha- if it's going to happen, it has to happen next. If it doesn't happen next, then it's, yeah, is, is there much point? No crowd for that fight, though. That's a bit strange. Well, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's the highlight of the evening was Triple G against some guy that no one's really heard of. So, <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. Right, so that's that's the two fights. I think we're um, we're done for the year, I think. This is it. This was um, the last fight, well, last big fight of the year. Um, so, yeah, we're done. What, what a way to end it. Um, yeah, it was did great. You, 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 you didn't watch the program, did you? So, at the end of the Canelo fight, Andrade, did you hear some of what he had to say? No, but I'm pretty sure they would have called him out, right? Yeah, it was funny, though, because like, he was, as a commentator, he was really nervous. He was rubbish. And then I think the reporter was like, yeah, Canelo's a pound-for-pound king. He's the best. And then Andrade, Andrade, he flipped. He was like, yeah, of course he's the pound-for-pound king. He's fought nobodies. He's fought people who are, um, like, he's fought people at the end of their career. But it was really good to just see the, the toys well, thrown out to. the pram. It's funny, like yeah. I, 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 what I found funny about these boxes and trash talk is they all say things they don't really believe or they don't really mean yeah. because they have exactly. to hide. You, you know, you have to say it, otherwise, um, you're cons- you you looks like you'd have no confidence in his in in beating yeah. him. So, 
Yeah, and, he's uh, funny. Li- little shout out to Tiafimo Lopez, who was there, who wasn't allowed to be, because his broadcaster told him not to be, but he was still there backing his boy. Gonna get yeah, that was funny. Trouble, he was but... like the highlight of the show. He was like running around like yeah. a little kid, uh, like yeah. at his first boxing event on every interview possible. <laughs> I, I love him, man. He's a, he's backs of energy. I can't wait to him see what he's dad. doing next year. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think he's a good character in boxing as well. So it'd be good to see what yeah. fights um, he gets caught up in next year. Good. Nah, it's a brilliant fight. Brilliant few weeks of fighting. It's been good chatting to you, mate. Got one big one in January, which we're going to preview next week. Yep. And then we'll probably do a roundup of the year, look back on 2020, and then um, some predictions and hopes for 2021. Yeah. It's been great. Right. Nice one. Cheers, man. Till next week.